Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. It's Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. I have some kind of crazy idea for... That was a topic, a topic for, you know, role-playing games. That's this whole thing about it. I feel like I've... <laughs> oh, man. I was just watching a YouTube video about Tommy Chong sitting there, guy interviewing him, and they're eating hot wings. You probably know the one I'm talking about. And after those that interview, it's like, man, I felt like I just cleared a bong. But... I didn't, but it got me to thinking anyway. Have you ever put modern anachronistic things in a fantasy role-playing game? I'm talking about like, you know, D&D type fantasy. I have, and the challenge is is to kind of fantasy it up and so it doesn't seem like, you know, it doesn't seem like a modern convenience. I'm not talking about, you know, I'll put cell phones in a in Mistara or something or, you know, that kind of thing. But I've always been fascinated by somewhat modern... I'm, I'm fasc, fascinated by gadgets and contraptions in fantasy. I love gadgets and contraptions. This is why I like to mix mine with steampunk. Because it, it's just a whole lot of fun to me. I mean, I always wanted my world to be kind of a... Uh, Terry Gilliam, Tim Burton type of thing where you had the fantasy thing going on, but you also had the spin on it, like gears and steam and clockwork and all that. I love that. That's why I like the Midderlands. I think I can do that with the Midderlands. That's going to be fun. It just kind of, that's that's the kind of attitude I'm looking for. And, I, and I, occasionally I put other other games, I put stuff in there like that. For instance, my castles and crusades, or now castles and crusades. Um, my my cattle drive campaign. I gave the characters talk stones, and they were just stones you stick in your ear, and you can talk to somebody. They'd be tuned to whoever you're going to talk to. So you probably have to have more than one. But the whole thing was we that's how we kept in contact with the drive itself because these characters were going ahead to scout and troubleshoot before the drive came through. So that's how they connected with the trail boss and all the other people. I mean, and you know, you can hand it off as, okay, here, Cookie wants to talk to you. He takes the stone out of his ear and says, here, talk to him, blah, 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 that kind of thing. But that's how I do it that way. It's almost like having a Bluetooth, but but I gave it like a 200-mile range because I didn't want it to be abused. And I thought it was important to the scenario that they should be able to contact the trail drive, the, the cattle drive, once they're going. But also, I can play with it with the 200-mile 200, the 200 range. That means they can get out of range and things can happen. And they're not on the other end, so they don't know what's happening. And so, and that way, you know, you get a you get a, a buzz from the trail boss saying, "Hey, you know, we need we really need this 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 place on the map that you're heading toward. We really need that cleared because it's really rough terrain. And if you can find a way around it, that'd be great. That kind of thing. And 
like I said, it's it's limited communication. Now, these days, once again, these days of cell phones and the internet and things like that, you have instantaneous things happening unless the system goes down, then you, you're good. I mean, you watch the old movies of the 20s, the 30s and 40s and stuff, they had phones. That was it. Phones and maybe telegrams. I've also introduced, in my, in my Astonishing Swordsman game, I introduced carrier pigeons. That was fun. So back then, that's all they had, and the, you could they could be cut off from everyone real easy. I mean, think of all the 70s and 80s slasher films before cell phones. You still had, oh my God, somebody's cut the line. Something's in the house. We can't get out of here. That kind of thing. So you still had that going on. But at the same time, there's limit. What I'm saying is, limited communication can be interesting. It can actually be a plot point. I had that at the finale of the cattle drive because they were trying to reach them and they were within range, but but they got captured. the The trail boss, the the let's see, the trail boss, the jerk line skinner, and the cook got captured. And the cook was going to be this female halfling was going to be sacrifice to this to orcas and so they got a little of it because there was because the the bad guys found the things and the, you know the 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 ogres and orcs they're working with they're oh look at this and he, they can hear stuff in the background i even did i even did like a, a recording of this so this is what you hear but and then it goes dead and it's like you kind of know where they are but you got to find find them a little and it's, you know, to the rescue. So I use that as pl- a plot point. You can use that in other things where you only get, they only get part of the message. So they have to go on incomplete information. So they got to figure out the rest of it. That's a good thing. Again, something that may happen too late. They're saying, get out of there, get out of there. And it's, oh my God, something's here. And, you know, the dragon, boom, there's a dragon. That kind of thing. So there's also that. So what else have I put in my world? I think that's about it. The talk stones. Oh, I also in, in my castle crusades, I had a I had a steam gnome inventor. Steam gnomes are a race that they came up with for castles and for bluffside. And I said, okay, he's an inventor. I'm going to make him a Doc Brown type. And I happen to have a list of gadgets from Night Owl Games, Warriors of the Red Planet. And I looked at those and go, oh, these are just spells in gadget form. And the group was shy on magic. They didn't have a mage, per se. And so the guy gave him these gadgets to field test for him. And he gave them these magic stones that you would plop them in and they work for a little bit. Like one guy had a gauntlets of ogre strength and you had to put a stone in each one for make it to work for so many, so many turns or rounds, or whatever it was. So, you know, there's a limitation there. Always remember, always keep in mind the limitations if you're going to do something like that. So I had this whole array of things that I could throw at him. One guy had a goop gun, which basically web, that he was a little too free with, so I had to take it away from him. In other words, I had it explode. Oh, that was fun. And also, I gave them an unlimited amount of those magic stones, and later on, I realized that Hmm, this isn't a good idea. So I had them kind of lose those too, if you know what I mean. Um, one of the groups 
hirelings who wasn't too bright was throwing them all around the place. And, and these stones, if they're used by themselves, I mean, one guy, you know, the, and I gave them, I gave them like air rifles and air pistols. So one guy started putting them in the air pistol and firing them. And that was my cue to roll on the magic chart to find the magic charts in the book to find out what spell had been thrown. It's always random. And so they had this one guy who was just using them up, throwing stuff in the woods. Hey, that's fun. Look what it does. It makes pretty colors. And, you know, I had him go, uh oh, make a dex roll. Why? Because there's a fireball coming your way because he was playing with these things. And they ended up having like 20 left. So it's okay. Unlimited, that kind of thing. But anyway, these are the kind of things that I like to look at modern conveyances and translate them into steampunky fantasy things. And this is the kind of thing I like to play with and the players love it because it gives them something to do. The, you know, the players like the shiny players like the bells and whistles and I love bells and whistles. And this is more of a bells and whistles type thing. So try the talk stones. Those, those work out well. I even had this thing where like they had a, they had like a gladiatorial combat and they had these glow globes in the tavern that would broadcast it to the tavern. I never really, that's something I never really used, but, that was that was an idea. Another one was spell coins. Before the stones, I had spell coins, and I came up with okay, a, uh, a copper coin holds so many spells of what level? A silver piece holds so many. A gold piece, da 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 down the line. Each one would hold like a copper piece would hold one spell, and a silver piece would maybe hold two spells. A gold piece would hold four spells. Things like that. So. That's another thing you can do. I love these little gadgets and goodies and stuff. Anyway, go ahead. If you want to try them, that'd be great. I got to start my day. So why don't you tell me about it? If you did try it or anything else, you can you can talk to me at oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail at Anchor. And we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you can support my program. And I would thank you. And I thanks for my supporters, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Wallring, and Gilbert Soros. And don't forget about Mark Walring's podcast, The Yawning Owlbear. And if you haven't seen on Kickstarter, the Dungeons & Delvers Red Box, Red Book, yeah, Red Book Kickstarter, which is going on now. Nice, good, simple system. Check it out. You'll probably like it. It's on Kickstarter. Just type in Dungeons & Delvers. So, until I see folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.